0: What's up, everybody? It's Chad. I'm here on a new platform and a new style. Let's welcome and uh, ask Chad Grassy Logic. I'm here today um, with Ashley, your host. I'm Chad, your host. Ashley is from Gringo, New Mexico. They're cannabis dispensary here in New Mexico, Las Cruces, And she's joining me today to talk a bit about cannabis and talk a little bit about their business. Um, but first off, let's talk a little bit about this show. It's a brand new show. And um, there's a lot of good stuff that we're going to be doing here. I'm going to be keeping that same educational platform that I've always done being an advocate and everything. I really want to tell you guys what's going on still in the state. I want you to know what's going on with the legislature. And I want you to know what's going on here around in New Mexico, especially here in Las Cruces for our local listeners, because that's where we're filming right now. Um, by the way, thank you to Adams Radio Group for you know producing this show. And uh, this show is really just going to be about education and also outreach for these local businesses, because as you guys know, federal laws kind of bar, uh, and some state laws bar a lot of advertising for cannabis. So this is one of the ways that we can give them a platform and make sure that they are able to, you know, use their voice as well and to get their businesses out there. You know, cannabis, the cannabis industry, it's a business, you know, it's a legitimate business and it should be treated that way. So it's a little unfair that the cannabis business does get treated that way, but you know, things are changing and we'll see what happens. Um, so uh, moving on, Ashley, thank you again for joining me. Um, yeah, why don't you tell me. everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, so my name is Ashley. I do all the video content creating for social media accounts at Go, Facebook, Instagram. Uh this plug here. Make sure you follow us. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't know what's going on, right? Um yeah. So like you said, I I deal with a lot of the loopholes and kind of troubleshooting and figuring out what we're allowed, what we're not allowed to do on social media, because Mm -hmm. in spite of the things that you see that are pretty explicit um, on Instagram, for example, you can't mention even CD on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, anything like that. So it's been a really fun challenge and super interesting uh, trying to figure out how to think outside of the box and let people know what we're doing at Gringo.
0: Oh, definitely. You know, social media and everything in reach is, you know, super important in this, in this industry. You know, most of uh, the businesses, because of the restrictions on advertising, have to use social media because of that. So someone in me with an expertise that can really you know promote the product and and get it to where where it needs to be so i appreciate that thank you for the introduction so now that we got you introduced uh how about you tell us a little bit about gringo new mexico you know where you guys from what's your story you know what really brought the idea forward and
1: everything oh my gosh so um we are obviously family owned operated uh woman owned veteran operated as well so um you know, our, our owner really has a heart to help the community. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you really see it in in terms of how she has everything set up. And we really want everyone's experience at Green to be like you're going to visit a family member as opposed to going to the pot store. Yeah. Um, you know, that's great. There's, you know, certain people that prefer that sort of dynamic. And, and it's wonderful because there's definitely a plural out there in the community. But we really wanted to create a homey environment and, you know, make every experience more of an exchange yeah. as opposed to just a transaction. Yeah. So, um, you know, we really gear all of our products by what our community and our customers want. And we really carry a full line of everything from our furry friends to grandma to anybody in between.
0: Nice. Yeah. yeah so you have a wide range and then we you know, we'll talk a little bit more. I actually went to the store um you know i'll get some more questions out the way we'll talk about some things that i saw some things i really liked about the store and everything i really like the way it looked but um we'll get more on that later um you know as the industry really advances and matures you know where do you guys really see yourselves you know kind of heading in or do you really want to um expand or are you looking to you know grow i mean do you guys grow i mean i should have no, no
1: no um we don't grow Okay. Um, you know, we want to support our local growers nice. and economy, okay. so every flower that we have at Gringo is locally grown, right here in Las Cruces, and cool. um, within the state, obviously. Yeah. Um, and we really pride ourselves on our flower. Everything is very high quality, from the terp profile to, you know, if you want high THC content, we have that as, um, available as well. So, in terms of expansion, I know that that's definitely in the cards. Um, eventually, we we want everything that we're offering to be accessible to everybody, not just within our local. Area, but you know maybe El Paso or mm-hmm. areas
0: like that as well. Yeah, I mean that's great. You know, being able to expand. You know, because New Mexico we're very rural, so you know some of these towns that you mentioned are very big, and it's great that you guys are offering you know accessibility to people there because these people aren't just people trying to get. Access. Some of them are patients. You know, our program is, um, is is dual. It's medical and rec at the same at the same time, and we made it work a little bit different than kind of how Colorado does. Uh, so it's really good that you guys, you know, really expanded to those areas that you mentioned, you know, from Alamogordo originally. Um, so it's considered rural. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not very big, you know, being from Otero County originally. So when I first became a patient in our program back in 2013, uh, we had, I was patient 8,000 something. And we had wow. no dispensaries in Alamogordo. There's one in Rio Doso, and I think there's one or two in Las Cruces. And so, yeah, <laughs> it's it's great to see that the industry is growing and how many more dispensaries. I was, I was around the other day. And you know, it felt like we had like thirty. You know, and I could be right or wrong on that number. And I haven't really checked lately, but um, over the state, it's about over five hundred. And you know, it's it's a huge amount. You know, from where we went at the very beginning, because when we started our you know adult use program, uh, we started out with more dispensaries than Colorado did you know oh, and so my, yeah okay. you know colorado had you know less dispensary than we did it was mostly because of albuquerque so many shops were sitting up there right away and it got so saturated so fast right. and that's the main reason why and now we're starting to see a flip in the south we're seeing some park kind of you know grow a little bit right yeah. are, are you guys planning on going there I, you mention- I do
1: believe yeah that's yeah. where we're looking to establish a new location
0: nice so. yeah um, that's, that's we call it little dubai you know dubai. yeah it's nicknamed <laughs> little dubai <laughs> because you know how fast paced. is going to be growing how fast pace, it's already growing. And you know it's kind of been coined that I've been hearing it all over the industry um already. So yeah, it's it's like little Dubai and everything. So yeah, that's great. And it's great that you guys are expanding. Um, so how's the traffic been lately for you guys? Like I was out the other day and it seemed like, you know, things have s- slowed down a little bit lately. It's not as long lines, you know, you can kind of get in and, you know, Yeah,
1: I mean, if you don't want to wait, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to tell you to come see us, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're tucked away. We're located in the same area as bright star dental and the okay. low H. I I think that a lot of people really appreciate the discretion and location of where we have parking because, you know, so some people still, it's, completely, you know, up to them to want to protect their privacy. And maybe you don't want to have to park your car on one of the main roads and everybody's talking about you at, you know, Sunday lunch or brunch or whatever, you know? Um, so, so we respect that and we, you know, oftentimes the best jobs are hidden. So we're tucked away in our location. Um, some people might think that that, you know, inhibits a little bit of the traffic, Mm -hmm. but we have a lot of return customers. Again, it's more like a family experience. Yeah. So, so, you, I mean, you have to come in and, and check it out and yeah. feel for yourself to, to really understand the vibe.
0: Yeah, definitely, guys. You know, go check it out. You know, the, the cool thing about New Mexico and, and the cannabis industry in general is that there's no set way yet to do any of this. You know, it's so open that, you know, the businesses are figuring out different ways. You know, they're being very open in the the way that they're approaching this. So it's really great to see that you guys are doing the same thing. Um, so do you kind of feel like traffic's slowed down because something park is kind of off a little bit more? Is that kind of how you, feel, you guys feel maybe, or
1: mm, I, I think that that might have something to do with it. You know, that's definitely a large demographic uh, coming in from Texas that wants yeah. to experience healing naturally and holistically. Yeah. And, you know, if there's areas that are a little bit more convenient to them, then, you know, it's fantastic Yeah. Uh, in terms of you know production and, and things like that, that we deal with. Um, it hasn't slowed down quite as much. And I think a lot of it, too, was we had that big boom when adulthood yeah. was adopted. Yeah. People yeah. were excited, yeah. and, you know, it was kind of going and checking out and trying out to see if maybe it was true, maybe it wasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of that is sort of dissipated. Yeah. Down as it's become more the normal. Excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Our
0: honeymoon phase is over. As yeah. It, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can kind of see that, too. Um, and, you know, more people are, you know, able to access, you know, from tests a little quicker, you know, something park, which, you know, there, you know, they, they should have some access they're so close to us, you know, and for years they've kind of piggybacked off our medical program anyway, you know, in, in different ways that the state has, you know, allowed, allowed, but, you know, it's actually really great that, you know, so many more options now too, you know, you guys, uh, when did you, were you guys open April 1st?
1: Um, yes, we had a soft opening at the beginning of April um, and then, you know, we were really able and it was, you know, very basic set initially and just within that month, we were able to expand and add CBD and, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about like the holistic lines that we carry, but we've been able to really expand just within those first couple of months and build on that foundation.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, It's been exciting. Yeah, that is super exciting. So, you know, with, with the competition and everything, just, You know everywhere it's really cutthroat did you have an idea of how cutthroat it was before you got into the industry
1: um no and you know i really feel like our owners and our team and again it's like we're all family so i don't know it's just the collective mentality but you know we welcome healthy competition there's a lot of people sitting in our our community that need healing and relief and if we can a match for them awesome if you know somebody that might be a better match awesome
0: yeah, you dope. know it there's enough to go around yeah spread yeah. love yeah you know, that's what i try to tell people and i've heard um several times actually uh one of the cannabis owners in the state that is a really big guy he said that you know pie is so big that he's a crumb and you know that there's enough room for everybody and so i have seen a lot of fears you know people like oh there's this competition i'm like well you just do what you can you know it's not healthy competition there's enough for everybody no, I, no? I feel
1: like if you have the right heart behind it mm. now, if, if you're just prioritizing the money and like, oh, it's going to be a booming industry and there's so much money to be made. Yes, that's true. But if that's the mentality and you don't have the heart behind it to actually want to help people, I think that that's where you might get a little bit of nastiness and like the cutthroat mentality.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I've but seen it my myself. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen it myself. I've been in the industry for about 10 years. And so, you know, I've seen it on the medical side and, you know, I saw a little bit at the beginning here. And I'm glad that I'm seeing people kind of come together and realize that, you know, we're better together. And there's no reason to sit here and fight and bicker and, you know, not work work with them because of this and whatever. It's all business at the end of the day. And, you know, we're, we're trying to make this um, industry and this community really thrive. And we're trying to show everybody that New Mexico did this right. And, you know, it, it's great to see that. I, mean, I kind of predicted that a little bit of that would happen, you know, for a while. But, you know, it's good to see, you know, more local Growers and anything are more involved. And in, uh, did you see micros? Do you guys have uh, get some cash from? Do you guys get any from micro growers?
1: Uh, we do. We do have a micro nice. grower that's really, really wonderful. Nice. Uh, he rolls from, and it, there's other industries in town that carry his product as well. But I mean, you you taste the love and the dedication that goes into growing those flowers. I know he plays music, has them mic- <laughs> like his children. Yeah. And it, it's a beautiful thing to see people really putting a passion into their crops, seeing it come to fruition and other people enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's good to hear. So with that said, do you really feel like New Mexico is headed in the right direction? I mean, I know, you know, nothing's perfect, you know, there's tweaks and everything that need need to occur in the state, but do you feel like we're headed in the right direction with the way that we did it?
1: I do. I think, um, I I think, you know, kind of how you were discussing before about how some restrictions weren't made here within the state. I think that it's really wonderful to see that people had a need and legislation actually listened yes you know and um, maybe you don't go to get the medical card whatever your personal reasons are maybe, maybe you didn't feel like it was accessible to you now we have little grandmas that, you know speak to the power of propaganda that we've had mm-hmm. in our country over you know, the last century regarding uh, cannabis at least the last few you know decades yeah um you know who were completely opposed oh, i don't do drugs yeah you know and unfortunately they come down with a Devastating diagnosis, and now suddenly they're open to it because oh well, it's on every corner yeah. it's accessible to me, and that's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, especially with the you know majority of the cannabis users these days. I read in an article a while back the elderly, you know, and a lot of you know they discover it, or their nephew had it, and like you know, here try the old oh, balm, you know, like you know the elderly really love the balms, you know, and yes. the rubs yes, and stuff like that. You know, my parents, they, they make it themselves because That's we can't wonderful. get enough of it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> up in their years, So, you know, their joints and everything, you know, even myself, I'm a veteran. And so, you know, I had bad joints and stuff. And it even helps me. And so uh, the bombs are great. You know, Absolutely. it's one of the best things that you can use, you know, for, for the pain. And, and the you
1: don't stuff. get high from it. <laughs> That's the best part. You <laughs> not <It doesn't laughs> penetrate the dermis so it doesn't get in your bloodstream. You don't experience the psychoactive cone. Sorry, I had to throw it in No, my <laughs> no, the biome to educate. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. A lot of people automatically think, oh, it's THC. I just, I don't want to get high. Well, you won't. Yeah. You don't. You can work with it all day long. It's great.
0: Well, this show is about education. If you want, go ahead and, you know, let's educate the public a little bit, you know, because, you know, there is a lot of misconception. I touch plant at all. I'm going to get high. I'm going to fail a drug test. I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. So, you know, to, to squash a little bit of, you know, the, the misconceptions, you know, you don't get high just from touching the plant and even then when it's on the plant, it's THCA, which is not even activated. The A stands for acid. And so what you have to do is you have to heat up the cannabis to a certain temperature, so that way the acid, you know, pretty much dissipates, and you're left with the THC, which then becomes psychoactive. Um, if you don't have that, you're not going to have a psychoactive kind of feel. Um, and I'm sure you can elaborate a little bit more on that, or you know, I'm not too sure if I. Left yeah, no, out. no, it's,
1: it's and I mean, and that's a huge part of it too, is because we do cage just straight CBD, CBG, mm-hmm. CBN, CBC for people that you know, I'd rather. I'm sorry. Totally yeah. understandable. That's okay. Yeah. You can have healing too. Yeah, definitely. You don't have to get high to be you know healed. I actually um, learned that from another dispensary when I first started my yeah. journey um, because I was I, I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't yeah. want to lose my job anything like that. And so I started with CBD mm-hmm. and the benefits that I felt from that just in and of itself were you know monumental. So I think the more that we can educate people and help to remove that stigma of stoner culture. Yeah. Um, it's nothing but a good thing
0: no definitely uh, because you know the more education we have the more we're going to be um less ignorant about the plant itself you know like the, I, I love education my teachers you know for like collectively for 40 years and so um it's really great to see that you know there's more you know businesses really focused on the educational piece because that's what's really lacking and the industry as a whole you know, like the whole nation, we're, we're lacking the, the actual education that's needed. I still get dudes on the grow side. I've been growing up for 10 years. I'd be like, oh, bro, did you put in like, you know, grape soda to make it purple? You know, or, or something like that. Did you dip <laughs> it in ice? Really? Yeah, yeah, right. And I was like, it's first time I ever heard that. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's really good that you're getting the education piece in there. And if you guys don't know, um, she mentioned the CBD, CBN, Ouija. Uh, CBN is actually um, THC that has been degraded. And it's CBN. And what CBN does, actually helps you sleep. And the best way to remember that is CBN, CB night. It makes you go to sleep. And CBG kind of gives you that coffee feel. It's more of like what people would call, like the, I guess, a tea. Kind of effect, yeah, very energetic. Um, and that one, yeah, it's more of an energetic. The way you remember that, CBD go makes you go. but so There's a little piece for you guys right there, a little bit of education, a little something to help you remember, you know, different kind of compounds because there's so many in this plant, and we're actually discovering more all of the time. Yeah. You know, we, we yeah. found the delta eights and the delta os and all that, you know, in the recent it's years, and crazy. yeah, you know, and, and those are prevalent <laughs> plant already, but there's such minute amounts that just really doesn't make sense to to pull it out, you know, in a sense like Plus, you know, we have regular cannabis and, you know, cannabinoids and everything, the compound we've been using, you know, they've been pretty beneficial already. And, you know, we can explore, but, you know, what we're doing is working and, you know, through time, we might find, you know, even more. So I really appreciate that piece right there and helping me, you know, do this piece on educate the public. So um, I really wanted to talk about the location and kind of yeah. you know, step back about that and talk about. What I really wanted to mention before, like I said, you guys have a really cool location. You know, in an interesting you know spot, and it's off of Lumen, right?
1: It's off of Lumen, yeah. or right across the street from Chick Fil A and Bright Star Dental is our neighboring parking lot friends
0: or gotcha, gotcha, yeah.
1: parking lot neighbors. Um, but we are, we're tucked away in the little atrium suite. So it's really beautiful. Like on daylight today where the sun's shining, there's mm-hmm. trees and birds, and it's just, it's a magical experience walking up. And as you come in and right now, we're really lucky because there are no lions. So you don't have to spend outside, you know, time outside waiting in the cold yeah. or the, the wind. Oh, yeah, uh, so sure <laughs> the, it gets real nasty and, you know, we get very comfortable inside as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a cool location, but one thing that really stuck out to me when i was there and i was at the products i was looking at your case right now behind the where, you, where the product is and i noticed in the case you guys had a lot of products for adults for the you know the sex line yes. you guys had lubrication you had other stuff like that you know um i really was curious about that and i really want to ask you and kind of you know maybe talked about that you know do you know um why they wanted to do that you know is there a reason why because i think it's a really great idea because we need to educate you know adults more about sex yeah, absolutely. you know it's something that shouldn't be so taboo these days but um it is but you know the best thing to do is to break the stigma is to just have it out there
1: no absolutely um you know i i uh, it's cowgirl sauce is, is the line that chad's referring to and they are based out of colorado i believe okay um and so it's locally owned and operated like really name, really wonderful family owns it and i mean they have products for men and women mm-hmm. and of course they have you know products for intimate play that can be enjoyed together or you know solo if you're yeah. spending the weekend alone whatever may work um but it's all 100 percent organic hemp uh derived and i believe the massage sauce that we have is 400 milligram 400 milligrams of cbd and then um the cultural stimulant that we have again mm-hmm. that works on both parties so yeah. men can use it women can use it <laughs> somebody <laughs> so and that one's really nice because it, it's derived with a uh, wintergreen as well so it's like a really happy refreshing kind of like mint we joke about it at work we're like it's yeah. party in your pants <laughs> uh, so, you know even if you weren't using it um for intimate play if you wanted to just use it and go to the grocery store and have yeah. that full secret to yourself it's kind of a fun way to go about it um but, yeah, they're an amazing company. They have a ton of um, athletic supplements as well. Nice. Um, but, but we really like the Intimate line just yeah. because it works yeah. so well. We have return customers back, you know, on a very mm-hmm. regular basis yeah. to to try out everything that Cowgirl Sauce has to offer. So everything is supplemented herbally, chamomile, skullcap, okay. um, horny goat weed. which, again, I don't know how well the... Uh, male supplement works, it's mm-hmm. an um, erection enhancement okay. and, um, I'll never know how that works because, yeah. no, it. It, uh, you know, the, the people have enjoyed it, have come back repeatedly at it. So, okay. so they're and- doing something right, all natural.
0: That's great. No, that's awesome. great to hear that you guys keep it natural. And maybe next time when you guys come visit us, you bring a male counterpart and you can answer that question for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I like that you used the term intimate line. You know, I was yeah. looking for a term to use, I really couldn't think of it. And, you know, probably, you know, steal that for me now. and yeah, You know, because that's great. And, you know, there are more shops out there who do that. You know, that's great for you guys too, because, you know, it shouldn't be so taboo. And there's some people who could use this in their life. And, it, you know, who knows? You guys might save a marriage. <laughs> <question>. you know? <laughs> and the, other,
1: the nice thing about cowgirl sauce, too, is like I said, it's all organic, um, all natural ingredients. Whereas, you know, with other lubricants, you might find synthetically produced chemicals and other things that you don't want your skin or your, you know, private parts absorbing. So yeah. that's a huge plus.
0: That is a huge plus. You don't want to be all greasy all day. Yeah. that's
1: it accidentally on purpose, whatever. It's not yeah. going to hurt your intestinal lining.
0: Or like that, yeah. Yeah. You know, so. because you know, whatever people can is that's good, good for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you're safe no matter what. Exactly.
1: That's
0: to so staying on the the topic of, you know, products, you know, so how many cultivars of um, cannabis do you guys have as opposing, uh, I'm talking about flower.
1: Um, right now. Let me see. I'm going to have to count in my head. I believe we have 13 on deck. Uh, 14 we had a new we shelved a new one yesterday okay um so our our app can i say can i am allowed to say so no, this is a podcast i mean okay. i just had sex
0: <laughs> <laughs> fair
1: enough, fair enough. I'm, I'm in my instagram head like yeah. okay, is this gonna get flagged or reported um yeah, so we just shelved our apple fritter, which is the second time that we've carried this particular crop from this grower, and it's a little bit more potent this go around. So we've been having to call people that have sort of been waitlisting for it because they wanted to make sure they were getting a good quality strain. Um, so we really keep everything that we know is satisfying our customers. We try and keep that stocked, and then if there's any specific requests, we try and meet those needs as well.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah that's good to hear. You know, and you know, it's good to see that more you know dispensaries are carrying um, different strains. Cause when we first opened in April and when I say April, everybody my apologies, I should have said this earlier, April 1st. Um, when I say that I'm referring to the first day that we started adult sales, we've had medical cannabis in the state since like 2008, but we started adult sales last year, um, of April, April 1st. So that's what I mean when I mention April of April, because it only happened almost a year ago. Yeah, you know, almost. It, We're almost hitting that little birthday. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's what I mean by that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm great that, you know, you guys have those different cultivars and everything. And I call it cultivars because uh, we found out that we were calling it the wrong thing. We're, we're calling it strains. And that's uh, oh, for viruses.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I was like, oh,
0: wow. So I'll steal that from you. Yeah, there you
1: cultivars. go. You got, you, got a, you got a term for Thank me. You. Yeah. So um, I've been using
0: cultivar. And that seems to be a little bit more of a, a catch-all phrase that okay. works a little bit better. Um, I guess when you work with mushrooms, though, it's strain so i i guess yeah it's still strained with that so i don't know they might debunk that too yeah me too i'm like "Ah, okay but all right guys i'm not the scientist here um so as for that let's you know can you guys talk about pricing or anything like that you know what do your grams usually run
1: Oh, per. we have something for everybody, honestly. Okay. Um, we have anywhere from ten dollars to seventeen. It just depends on what kind of terpene profile. I can say terpene still, you right? You say terpene. Yeah, obvious, yeah, yeah. You know, right? not, yeah, you're fine with terpenes. Uh, in <laughs> terms of terpene profile and THC content, it, okay. it just really depends on specifically what you're looking for. We have a full line of uh, pre-rolls, anywhere from twenty-two to eight dollars. Nice. So there really is something for everybody Okay. Like the ceiling.
0: Nice. And do you guys um offer any discounts or anything or any special deals during the week you know that people we can come in. have a
1: really awesome deal right okay. now it's on our confectionery so our brownies lemonade bars our boozy bonbons which are infused with alcohol so if there mm-hmm. are people that enjoy that kind of i think it's referred to as a crossfade yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you go. i don't know how significant it is with the <laughs> dose but um for anybody who enjoys things like that we have those on special right now buy one get one half off um yeah, and then obviously with our medical card carriers, never pay tax, and that twenty percent tax makes a huge difference when it's you're coming buy anything. Yeah. It's
0: ridiculous. Put it this way, you're paying twenty bucks on hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah.
1: so you don't pay that um, when you're a medical card holder yeah. at Gringo. So.
0: No, that's good to hear. You know, and you know throughout the state, that should be the case too. You know, if you're a medical cannabis card holder, you should be tax exempt. So if someone's charging a taxi you, tax, you have a medical cannabis card, it might not be the good thing going on there. Um, so I really wanted to go back and, and talk more about your community and outreach and everything. You were telling me, telling me before the show that's really yeah. what you specialize in and everything. So, you know, what do you really have planned for your community and your outreach and everything that you're working on? Oh,
1: my gosh. Um, well, you know, like I like I was telling you a little bit before we got started, I, I really, really want to work to help and, and make... Cannabis, regardless of if it's CBD or THC, I, I really want to work on removing the stigma that's yeah. associated with it. I want to make it accessible to uh, school teachers, moms, parents, single parents. Um, mm-hmm. You know, anybody, anybody who feels like it might benefit them, especially if they're dealing with things that they're having to take a lot of pharmaceutical and synthetically produced. Uh, chemical laden drugs. Um, this is a really nice way to break away from that. So I've been kind of reaching out to yoga studios and some of our other female owned businesses, um, that dabble in health and wellness and seeing if we can get together as a community and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of welcome people and educate them about the benefits of everything that we have to offer. Uh, group meditation, group classes, group fitness. I also work at fitness one. So if you want to come into your group class, I'd be happy to have you. Um, so, you know, things like that, we just, we really want to come together and see what we can offer the community, help answer any questions, because it's, it's a little disheartening when people come into the dispensary and they're kind of, you know, looking around like, like, I have a black jacket on, I have to open it up and sling you a joint or something. They're expecting, something. like, black lights. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, you know, that's the beauty of coming into a dispensary centuries. Yeah. Come in, touch everything, smell mm-hmm. what you can, ask all the questions. We have a um, a terpene taster kit where we nice. kind of try to help educate. This is what mercy, this is what a flower that is going to be very mercish is going to smell like. Mm-hmm. Um, Some with limonene, if you like the uplifting effects, you're going to want to look for flower because... Everybody educates people when they come into the dispensaries unfortunately. So I would like to establish a community where those questions are safely asked and answered and people comfortable asking them.
0: Nice. And here on the show and ask Chad Grass Logic, we're all about that too. Yeah. you know all about it too so you know I'm there with you guys you know on the same mission. So it's good to see you know more dispensaries are on the same path you know, of education and everything. And um, for our listeners who don't know, um, terpenes, it more or less means like the smell and everything that you get from cannabis and the taste. Um, it's very water soluble. It's one of the first things to go whenever you mess up, when you're um, curing it, ask me how I know. Um, and so um, there's different ones when it comes to cannabis and we're discovering a bunch all the time. And the, the hardest had saying for the longest time was baby care. And I probably didn't say it right right now. Um, That's right. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's pepper. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much the smell of pepper and all of these, you know, kind of compare it to something pine it kind of smells like pine. um the lemonine is kind of lemon um and uh what's the one with the m i have the hardest time saying that you just Myrcine? mentioned yes what yeah. is the smell and flavor of that one let's forget
1: it's very hoppy hoppy um, yeah to me it smells like hefeweizen yeah. oftentimes but it's also you will get the same mercine in a you know pint of hefeweizen there you go. as you would Maybe not the exact same, but there's, it's the exact same terpene, yeah. it's the yeah. same terpene that you get in flowers. the same terpene that you get in mangoes, mm-hmm. things like that. Get, so yeah. that's the other thing, too, is you know, we want to educate people. Okay, well, if you like this type of fruit or vegetable, maybe you like the type of terpenes. You know, caryophyllene tends to be very abundant in peppers, mm-hmm. like um, yeah. bell peppers, there you go. things okay. like that, and spicy foods.
0: Our just, green chili. You know, everyone in New Mexico right. knows about the green chili. So oh, I think we green. all know about that. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, it's great. You know, and you know, it's good to see that you know, more dispensaries are um, educating their, you know, um, people on the terpenes Because some people you go, I go into a dispensary and I'm like, hey, I want something with the best terps, And some people just give me the deer in the head, out, headlights look and, you know, they're just kind of <laughs> confused. Yeah, they're like, uh, <laughs> CBD. And I'm like.
1: <laughs> sure yeah
0: so it's, it's good to see that too so you know you guys are well rounded. you know yeah. that's really good to see you know in a, a business and everything and that's kind of cool um so i guess moving on from that you know it just being in the industry how long have you been in the industry by, if I ask?
1: oh i'm still a baby oh, okay um, yeah <laughs> in terms of being a, a user i just got my medical card this summer okay and um you know, way back in the day when I was a teenager, that was a totally different story, but it was also a very different dynamic. Yeah, so, you know, as, as a mom, I, I too had a very, you know, sort of negative approach to it. And yeah. I was a little freaked out in all honesty about, you know, adopting adult use because I immediately thought, Oh man, it's going to smell terrible in the city. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm really proud of our community and happy to see how people have embraced it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, very proud of myself for educating myself and learning about so many more of the benefits as opposed to, you know, the stigma. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally went off on it. My no, ADHD no. brain hijacked the thought. Uh, brain I'm, I'm the same way, but, you know,
0: like I said, all about education. You know, there's a bunch yeah. of people that are watching that are probably going to learn a lot from what you're talking about. Well, today. and
1: that's really all it is. And I I really, you know, I'm very grateful and I've been blessed to, to work, yeah, because there I am I'm sort of back to, to being a baby in the industry. You know, I, I really lucked into the position that I have um, because, you know, the, the owner was very diligent about hiring people that she could trust and, you know, that she was very close with. And in that we, we're, we really are essentially just a family. We're not blood related, but we're all very close. And I really pride myself on my team because everybody is just so passionate about educating themselves and yeah. you know what's the new thing that we can learn. And well this is new, but is it really beneficial? Is it good? Is it going to be beneficial to our community and the people that we regularly have come through those doors um so so it's been it's been fun and challenging at the same
0: time yeah i mean that's great and you know it's always cool to hear people's stories of you know how they got into the industry how they've been in it because you know really no say on how long you had to be in the industry to really know cannabis you know like you know it's learning the industry itself is something totally different than just being a cannabis user you know oh, i've learned absolutely. that myself too you know it's a total different world so as our industry matures. And, you know, for, for a few years and then federal laws start to change. Do you think other states are going to look towards us, you know, the, the way we've done it to kind of mold their program as well?
1: I hope so. Me too. I, I think we've done a really good job. And, um, you know, just in terms of what we pulled in as a state in revenue, if we can allocate that money beneficially to other aspects that are needed within the state, if we can lead by example, that's like my big yes. thing. Um, I, I think we could really pride ourselves on other states wanting to model off this.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, because um, we've had other states on the medical side um, model their medical programs off of ours, too, back when, before the Lennon Air and Aaron Compassionate Use Act changed in 2019. Um, so I think Arkansas was one of the states that molded theirs off of ours and a couple other states. So it was really cool to see that. And I really hope we can keep that lead, you know, allow other states to say, hey, we did it this way and we're a little bitty old state with two million people, you know, like, look how well we're doing. And so maybe California, you know, will look at it and say, "Hey, maybe we need to change up our taxes or something." <laughs> you know, like it's a little crazy because you know they, they've kind of turned into a joke in the industry, and it's not really—it's not great because there's a lot of people who've suffered, you know, and lost yeah. their business and stuff, and you know that's not great. So hopefully they get a, you know, handle on that and figure it out in the future and everything. So, um, that does it for really our interview with you and i part. Yeah. You know, we're really going to start talking about some cannabis stuff in the industry. So, thank you for your time again. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, and you know, yeah, don't don't worry, you'll stay for the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to interject anymore just No, point. no, you know, <laughs> you're all about, you know, in, in interject, you know, educate, what I just really want to, you know, give your piece in if you know information I don't, please, you know, let the audience know and everything. Like I said, this is about education outreach, you know, we're really trying to get the public out there. So I really appreciate it again. Ashley from Gringo, New Mexico. Thank you. You did a wonderful job. Uh, yeah. So now, guys, we're really going to get into the show where I give you information about the cannabis industry around the state, around the nation, what's going on. So as some of you know, and some of you probably don't, which is probably more more a majority, um, the legislative session is in, in full swing right now. Uh, we've been in for a couple of days and this is the first week. And normally on the first week, nothing really goes on. It's like the first week of high school where you are kind of just paperwork. You're sitting there figuring out your classes. Well, the, the lawmakers are doing the same thing. They're figuring out their committees. Uh, they're getting settled into them. They're figuring out where they're going to be um, and they're going to kind of figure out where the next actually days is going to be spent. Because the first week is really slow, but the last week is hell on earth. It is insane. They're trying to get bills passed at the last moment. They're trying to get amendments in. They're trying to get committees to hear their bill in the first place because there's some senators and, you know, house people uh, that just will not hear a circle. That's one of the reasons why we had issues passing candidates for the longest time because committees sometimes they wouldn't even hear it. you would be like, no, uh, we have other stuff. And so that's why it took so long. So um, just to let you guys know that the legislative session is in swing and I'll be trying to keep you guys updated on my personal uh, social media. I can only jump on here live so many times. Um, and so I'll up you guys on my personal socials, what's going on. If a bill passes, if something's induced. I looked this morning, um, there wasn't very many things about cannabis other than taxes, like a couple of tax code things, kind of adjusting that to kind of put them in the right places. But as of right now, there's nothing really, in the cannabis industry, didn't change, you know, nothing on the wording of like, you know, increase of uh, plants or anything like that. So, um, what do you really think is going to happen in the legislative issue? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's a mess. Um, I don't know.
0: No, you're not too sure. No, I'm, uh, I'm
1: really, I, I wouldn't put money in anything at this particular point in time. Okay. It's I mean, it's just my personal.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> anything can go at this moment, you know, we really, have only speculations of what's going on. I've heard word in the past that um, they look to give micro producers more plants, um, at least a thousand to two thousand, which is kind of what I proposed to them originally when we did this because I, told them I was like, they're going to need a lot more plants to be competitive. 200 plants doesn't really get too far, you know, like that's only so much you can do with it. So hopefully they actually change that and maybe look at some of the tax stuff too. Um, you know, if we keep increasing our taxes, we could see uh, a California effect here with the black market, you know, making yeah. a comeback if we start increasing taxes more. And well, that's the trend we've seen.
1: What is it? It's um, a, a full percent increase annually?
0: Um, I think it's every four that- years. It increases, oh, I think, believe, on 10 percent or five, five or 10 percent. Okay. It, it, it increments quite a bit and gets, I think, all the way to 30. Yeah. And which, you know, in line with Oregon and Washington and that, that that gets a little high. And so that's the reason why a lot of states are having black issues is because their taxes. If you keep the taxes low, you keep the black market out and you're never going to kill the black market. You're just going to shrink it uh, kind of like fat cells. You, you're only going to drink them. You're not going to get rid of fat. You just shrink your fat cells. That's what you're trying to do with the black market. You are just trying to shrink it to the point where it, it's almost not noticeable. I mean, we have a black market for um, cigarettes that aren't taxed that come from Mexico. We have a black market on alcohol. You know, like, but they're so small that you don't even hear about it when there's a bust. Yeah. Yeah. See, I know people that got busted at the, you know, with, um, tobacco at the border because it wasn't taxed. They're trying to smuggle it over to sell untaxed tobacco because the tax is so high. And in Mexico, you know, not taxed. And so, um that's one of the things that we really need to think about in the cannabis industry. That I feel is to kind of look at their taxes and say, okay, do we really want to continue this, you know, down this path? Because eventually it may lead to something worse. And that's something that I've kind of, you know, preached for a while and we'll see if it comes up and that's kind of my prediction. You know, those are going to be the two things that, you know, are really going to be the huge parts of the changes in the bill. I don't really see too many other things that really need to change unless you can think of something up the top of your head. that like, well, that's dumb. They should change that. You know, like maybe how do you like Biotrek, <laughs> by the way?
1: Oh, um, you know what? I don't deal a whole lot with Biotrek and I, I count my blessings for that. Because yeah. It's just, uh, it looks, from my understanding, it does what it needs to do. And that's, that's just like table that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: I got gotcha. you. <laughs> nice. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I already talked about, you know, the everything I needed, wanted, wanted, needed, I wanted or thought should change. Um, so I guess we'll move on. Um, I believe that every cannabis user is an advocate, you know, like, you know, no matter who you are, you're a cannabis user and there's someone watching you, you know, and you know, well, yeah. Does Gringo plan to, you know, advocate during this legislative legislative session? Do you think maybe, or maybe head to Santa Fe a couple of days or, you know,
1: I, I don't see it being outside of the realm of possibility. Um, you know, one of, um, well, our owners are, you know, very, um, active members of the community here, and definitely would like to see some things turn around within the state. Um, I won't speak too much to their personal uh, beliefs and and systems that they have in place, but um, I do, I think it's important, especially when you put it that way, if you're a user or even, you know, a distributor of cannabis, there are eyes watching you. Mm-hmm. So we have to be very deliberate in the way that we approach things and, and present things.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that that's why I try to Kill that stigma that, you know, all stoners are dumb or, yeah. you know, we're just going to sit there like, hey, bro, this and that. You know, we there's actually a lot of us are educated. Um, a lot of us have, you know, degrees. A lot of us are in a professional environment. You know, it's just the legality of it keeps us from saying that, yeah, I use weed all the time. Yeah, you know, like I smoke doobies when I get home. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And with that being said, um, I really wanted to move on to before, I, you know, I kind of get caught up in it. Um, I wanted to move on to talk a little bit more about the state. I guess they added anxiety disorder to the list of qualifying conditions in the state on the medical great. side. I do too. And the reason why I think that's good because some people might think that's like, Oh, well it's dead in the water. Why? You know, it's, it's legal recreationally. It's legal recreationally for people 21 and over. If you're a child, you can't use it at all. And if you need cannabis, you can't do that unless you're in the medical cannabis and your parents are your caregiver here in New Mexico. So That's one reason why it's a big deal that they added this, you know, kids with anxiety, you know, under 18, because that's the age that you need to be in the state to, you know, have a medical cannabis card, they have to have their parents as a caregiver, but they have that option. And I think this is great for the kids of our state. You know, like, uh, do you guys get a lot of kid patients over at Gringo sometimes?
1: Um, we, we don't, we do have, you know, um, under 21 who are medical card carriers themselves, but they are legal adults. Mm -hmm. Um, 18 and up is, I think the youngest that I've seen on, on one of my shifts. Um, but you know, I, I think we've heard a lot of really devastating stories about children that have ailments that are easily, you know, qualifying under the, the needs of a cannabis guard. Um. But that's very interesting in terms of the anxiety.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. I hadn't know.
1: thought about it from that aspect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and in New Mexico, the, the doctors can blanket things. So if you have symptoms of one thing, they can put it under another. So sure. if you have one cancer, they can just put it under general uh, cancer. So it doesn't have to specify really. It's like you have cancer, well, you go. Yeah. You know, um, PTSD for a long time. And actually it's the, the highest number of patients in their program is, is the PTSD um, diagnosis you know, a lot of times they'll, they would use anxiety and put it under PTSD, but now that they have it under anxiety as by itself, that gives it a little more broad for the people that just, they're not like messed up like that. They just have anxiety and they need help, but you know, they don't want to be labeled as having PTSD, which is fair. Um, and they want to be able to be diagnosed correctly. You Absolutely. know, like you shouldn't be diagnosed. Yeah, definitely. Like I have this, not, I have under this. So as our maybe they'll add more and allow people to you know like you know that's a weird thing you know you don't do that at a doctor's office no (laughs) well i mean
1: you shouldn't have to i I think um a lot of the people where there's a concern is you know having stoners or addicts wandering the streets with with cannabis they're going to do it with any substance whether it's alcohol or cannabis or meth or you know just a lot of the unfortunate substances that are available to people that desperately it. it's it's a healing issue yeah it's not necessarily the substance i don't think
0: yeah no definitely and you know um i lost my sister to prescription pills unfortunately my older one Sorry. and uh you know that's the reason why i got into the cannabis industry in general um i was in the military at the time and i, I just got back from iraq so i was just dealing with ptsd too in the very beginnings of it and so um, i had found cannabis you know i Reefer madness, uh, you know.
1: Oh no! Uh, not Reefer madness. Excuse
0: <laughs> me. Um, the Union. They'd mentioned Reefer madness all in there <laughs> yeah. a bunch of times. But I'd watch the Union, and um, that that documentary alone changed my life and my my perspective. Of cannabis. I never really had a negative outlook at cannabis. I used it when I was younger, but I didn't know enough. I wasn't educated. Right. And so from that day on, I did myself every day on cannabis, and I was still in the army. You know, I, I was still had a top secret clearance. You know, I was an intel guy. And, uh, I was just sitting there on my little computer Googling, you know, looking, checking my back, make sure, you know, no one's watching me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that if you are woken up to it, you're just like, holy crap, I've been lied to my entire life. You know, all these, you know, stigmas and all these things placed on cannabis, they were just lies. And, you know, the the reason, you know, there's, there's many, there's many different historical facts, but the, the, the. The main fact is that it just became legal for the wrong reasons. And now we're kind of going backwards and not backwards. We're moving forward with it. And, you know, legalizing cannabis one state at a time right now until the federal government catches up. Um, we'll see how long that takes. <laughs> so um, moving on with um, some of the new stuff, you know, this is kind of more national. But New Mexico um, was mentioned by one of the CEOs of Weedmaps when he was having um, an interview. So he mentioned New Mexico because how we've you know conducted our state program and everything and how well it's gone. Because as I mentioned, you know, earlier in the podcast several times, California kind of, you know, hasn't done it well. Well, 70% of California's cities can't sell cannabis. There's a ban on cannabis sales at 70% of their cities. So that's one of the reasons why they're having, you know, issues, you know, is what a lot of experts are saying is like, well, there it is right there. You know, we're banning these cities and we're just allowing the black market to thrive there. You know, like that would be like a little weird. That'd be like, Banning it here in Las Cruces, but Southern Park is thriving, yeah. you know, it'd be a little weird here in Las Cruces would be black market heavy or we'd have to go down to Southern Park. So it was really cool to see, you know, people that are in the industry and everything like that. So, yeah, you know, especially yeah. that high up, you know, a lot of people use that, you know, platform. So, I mean, how do you feel about that? You know, just hearing that.
1: I think that's exciting. I I really am very curious to see now that we've um, adopted marijuana as, you know, adult use. I'm very curious to see what the other statistics in terms of some of the bigger ailments that we deal with, like Mm -hmm. diabetes Mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of stuff that stems from sedentary type lifestyle. Um, I'm very curious to see how cannabis is going to impact the state. Because I, I think it's going to be extremely
0: beneficial. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I'm ready
1: for the data and the, the research studies to come out, but I know we're not going to get those back for a while. Yeah, so. and, and
0: it's good that it's going to be a while because we really need that good. Don't need stuff that's you know misleading or anything like that because that's how bad laws gets passed. Many yeah. <laughs> times, you know, they they rely on terrible data and then come to find out it was bad data while we were yeah, to pass oops. this law oops sorry i don't know what to tell you guys so but yeah circle
1: back to that one <laughs>
0: we'll come back to there <laughs> whenever so but yeah you know that that was a cool thing to hear about new mexico so yeah. we'll move on now to one of the last things um sales in new mexico sales in new mexico have been really well the past year you know ever since april first you know beginning of adult sales um sales have just been skyrocketing we're breaking records every month and you know just like i keep tabs with it and i'm like wow we are breaking records every month and you know it's not like huge every month there'll be like a million more two million more but a million a lot of dollars you know like that's Absolutely. a lot of money you know and that's a lot of money that goes to the state and you know when you think about it you know like well a lot of this money goes to the state and it goes to other programs in the state that help us uh you know we have free college now you know that's that's cool you know maybe it'll help something like that you know or maybe one day go to something like that because I think it's um I think they have it as a like a lottery, you know, like the lottery scholarship. something like that along the lines. Don't quote me. Um so anyway, New Mexico sold over 40 million dollars in cannabis last month. Um so it was a really good month for us. Um I guess it was record breaking, you know, according to the article that I read. And so we can probably keep up with those numbers. I don't know. What do you think? You know, do you think we're just gonna keep recording?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think as more people are getting to experience it and we're able to tie it in, you know, like you said, not just it's not just about getting baked and, you know, mm-hmm. doing that. Of course, there's a time and a place if that's your cup. Yeah, but definitely. a lot of people are learning how, how do I tie this into my mental health? How, how do I tie this into my physical therapy? How do I tie this into my everyday, you know physical fitness journey. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot more people that are taking that approach to it and they're, they're feeling better. And when that happens, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, definitely. So that, you know, that keeps the, the doors. You know, yeah.
0: And you know, one thing I want to mention guys is $28 million of that 40 million was recreational sales, which is taxable um, to the state because recreation, I mean, medical isn't taxed in the state. So they, they tell you the numbers about it. They just don't really count it. Um, it's counted total, but you know, the only one that really counts is the taxable income for the state. So 28 million, which is quite a bit, yes. you know, and you know, we've been on the round, the same numbers since April of last year. And, you know, that adds up and that's going to be a lot of um, taxable income for the state because so far it's, you know, two, million since April of last year oh my goodness. yeah and it, that's that's crazy to even think about and standing. medical was reckoning about 144 of that you know so it kind of just took a big chunk of it you know but you know there's still a lot of money that is taxable um that we're really going to be um seeing here in a little bit so one thing that I want about is historically um states kind of slow down after about the first year or two when it comes to sales you know like you, we spoke earlier yeah. you know the, the excitement kind of goes down a little bit do you kind of okay. feel that that will happen here eventually and then maybe the 28 million
1: i'm going to be optimistic and say no
0: okay yeah i hope so <laughs> <You> know, too
1: <laughs> i mean just in in terms of looking at how people are responding and kind of still recovering after the trauma yeah. of you know the, the year we won't mention um i i think yeah. a lot of people are really starting to take their health into their own hands mm-hmm. and i think that being as beneficial of a plant as is i think we can only go up
0: yeah no definitely and i hope we do you know and you know new mexico being kind of put on almost a pedestal on a national level you know will help us you know texas you know god hope they don't legalize in the next couple of years because they're giving us <laughs> a lot of money <laughs> you know i was sorry guys you know i sorry texas i know you guys you do deserve the legal cannabis but you know you're, you're helping us out here with a lot of money so thanks you know um you know you've been a pain in our ass for so many years but at least you're giving us. i love um, you my texas <laughs> texas <laughs> is great we love you guys um especially el paso you know they're more you know close to us you especially yeah. yeah that's our sister city yeah. you know we love el paso you know especially you know when, when that massacre happened sadly you know yes. like it you know kind of brought us together a little closer you know we bump heads and we'll talk crap about each other just like anyone else you know they're like you know if we say something about the cowboys does that,
1: yeah, yeah exactly
0: so you know that's how we do it so Uh, Shout out to Texas and everybody over there. You know, I see you guys over here all the time. So, you know, I see the the Texas plates at the dispensaries all the time. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to finish off, guys, with a bonus kind of historical fact is that um, most states ran out of cannabis in like the first week, you know, opening up of like adult use. But we didn't here in New Mexico. And I actually predicted that we would. And I was 100% wrong because we didn't run out at all. (laughs) And that's actually a prediction I was happy I was wrong on because we would have looked like a joke, you know? And what is one thing you maybe think that like helped us with that? You know,
1: I think we had a lot of growers that Mm -hmm. have been at their practice for a long time when they weren't able to. And I think that they really embraced this opportunity and, you know, took the reins and just ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that they prepared very well. Like like I said, this is a wonderful opportunity for cannabis professionals to help destigmatize stoner uh, culture. Yeah. You know, they're successful, articulate, very intelligent, very well-prepared individuals. So that makes me really happy that that you were wrong. I'm yeah, sorry. no,
0: no yeah. I have, I'll I'll, be, I'll happily admit I was yeah. wrong on that. You know, I'm happy I am. You know, it made us look a lot better. Um, and I think that's one reason why people are looking at us now. You know, they're just like, yeah, New Mexico did it right. So, you know, um, yeah, so that's the last tidbit of that bonus um, there, guys. And, you know, that's actually our show for this week. And I appreciate everybody for, you know, showing up and watching. And, you know, if you're watching or listening later, thank you. Um, this is the first episode of Ask Chad Grassy Logic. Um, you can find us anywhere where podcasts are. We're going to be on YouTube, Facebook, you know, pretty much any socials. You'll hit up my socials. I'll make sure to have those in the links or somewhere here where you guys can find it. Um, so, with that being said, Um, actually, uh, one thing I did forget guys, I've totally forgot this. Um, if anybody would like to be on the podcast, um, please contact me or Tyler Overberger from uh, Adam's radio group. Um, that way we can get you guys here on the show and we can come here and talk and have another conversation because I plan on having several different episodes on several different topics. And, um, Ashley, thank you again for joining me. Yeah. Thank you so much for
1: having me. You guys make sure that you find Gringo New Mexico on your Facebook, Instagram call us, come see us. We're happy to answer any questions.
0: Nice. And what's the address?
1: Uh, we are at 2000 East Lomans. E. look across the street from Chick-fil-A and we share a parking lot with Bright Star Dental.
0: And last one, what are you guys' hours?
1: Uh, we are open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 9 p.m. Sundays we're open, but we're open from 11 to 6.
0: Awesome. And thank you so much uh, for being here again. Yeah.
1: And thank it was you. great
0: being with you. You bring a different perspective in the industry. And that's really great here, Here, because you know, you hear most people, oh, I'm the grower, you know, I'm the butter. Right. You know, so someone like you is really great. So, with that being said, go ahead and take us out. Go ahead and get the outro going. <laughs> Do
1: I sing a song? <laughs> we didn't practice this part. Right, just say, you know, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Looking forward to meeting with you again, and we'll see you next time.
0: All right, guys, that's it.
1: All right. <laughs>